This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast, where we talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hein, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tiki, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solano McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido Fresno. See how we were all trying a little something new on that? Yeah. Uh, I feel like. Mixing it up. Mixing it up. <laughs> trying to get like a little different pattern going on. Yeah. Maya was pretty pretty similar, but me and Chris were trying. I just left it like, like, like it a, almost a tiny bit long yeah. pause in between you and I just to kind of give yeah. a little no, uh, dramatic good. tension. Yeah. It's weird a lot of times when I say it because I'm, I'm used to hearing it from editing and everything all these years. Um, so when I hear all it, it's years. kind of weird because it's like it's recorded, but right. it's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, that's no, that's coming out of my mouth right I'm now. I'm actually saying this right now. <laughs> and it's so easy. I know this from another podcast that I'm, out, uh, that I'm on where I do the introduction. Um, that it is really easy to just get in that little like bop, 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 mm-hmm. bop, 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 like mm-hmm. what, what you're saying, you know, which is cool. I think some people like it or maybe they don't. And, yeah. Which there's case, a, there's like, a, uh, like reliability, like a regularity yeah. to yeah. that. That's kind of comforting. Yeah. 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 When know. I start my favorite podcast. Right. Like, you're like, oh, ah, there, there he is. There's my guy. We know what we're getting this yes. week. More Aikido action. You know what's comforting to me? What? Hot chocolate. Oh. It is that season. You always talk about food when we do this. Yeah, I don't know. I think about eating when we're here. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should just do an eating podcast. Just like start a separate like branch off. Correct. Podcast about food. Yeah. Or or no. The, uh, just slowly gun owning liberals. <laughs> just slowly food uh, podcast. Just slowly morph it and see if people notice. Just like every week we add a little more about food and then suddenly we're only talking about food and people are going to be like, what happened to the Aikido book? We went to Denny's the other day and the guy at Denny's was, was like, are you guys still doing that podcast? And we Whoa. were like, yeah. And, uh, and, He's like, oh. and he was like, um, make sure to give Denny's a shout out. And we were like, oh, dude, we already have. Yeah, we, we shout out Denny's a lot. A and lot. where's our compensation? Yeah, where's, what Denny's? are we getting out of it, Denny's? Denny's? Where's our paid sponsorship? You're sitting on a small fortune and you give none of it to us. <laughs> so we are going to be talking about Aikido uh, <laughs> eventually this still, in, in this, as in this of episode. Now, as this of now, this is still, still an Aikido, Aikido podcast, so um, we will be talking about Aikido. And this, I like the idea of people turn it up, yeah, well, I guess they don't do Aikido anymore. <laughs> well, yep, that's a food, food podcast. That was the last one. Yeah. Oddly, it's still called Aikido Discussed, but it's about food. Can you food, imagine man. just a fucking 90 degree turn into, we're talking about food now, that's it. I sounds awesome. Aikido yeah. is canceled. Aikido went on vacation, and right, food right. is here to stay. Yeah. Um, so this is another listener-inspired episode, and we had um, the same person. They had sent From us Felix multiple, Otto. multiple questions, uh, and one of them was about Suariwaza, and you know what is it? Why, hey, I'm why did we Sorry. do it? Like, Josh is stalling for time. I'm, I'm not stalling for time. I'm just trying to remember exactly because I think they said more succinctly than. He, let's I, see. He just he sent us a long list of questions, which was awesome. Yeah, by the way, appreciate it. We love that. Appreciate it. Um, and we answered some on the last podcast. Um, uh, another one though is: Do you train Swadiwaza both kneeling and if yes, why? Hanmi Handachi. Only nage kneeling um, obviously sharpens the height and speed advantage of your opponent. But what does Swadiwaza explain? So um, let's dive into that. Yeah. This is a good one because Swadiwaza is a weird thing. Yes. And I, you know, so once upon a time we actually did train it 
fairly regularly. Oh, yeah. And there was even a, a, a we even had, you know, a specific class. Suwari was a class. You came and you did it. And was it was that a half hour class? Uh, I think it was. There's been many incarnations, yeah. but yeah, the last one I did was a half hour because no one could no stay one on could, their knees yeah. for, for it, longer. It's, it's kind of difficult. Um, but for the most part, I think we treat it as, I mean, A, because I think we've, me and Chris, have been through the information. We were doing it a lot so that we could kind of do it and get through it. Um, and we now have gotten through it. And so, you know, we don't necessarily need to revisit it all the time. So I feel like we kind of treat it more as like a, you know, a, it's it's not a core part of right. what we do. Right. It's more of like a one-off. It's or, like weapons you know, or anything right, else. Right. It's, just, it's an addition to the, the main lessons of Aikido. Um, Is Swadiwaza practice, so first of all, I guess, to just to feel the... The, the mood of Swadiwaza, because I've only ever really studied it at our dojo. Is that something that's... You've never done it at another one of the other dojos you did it? Um, it's it's declining. I wouldn't be surprised, but... Yeah, no, I don't think the first dojo that I did... No. I mean, other than, I mean, you know, sitting in Swadiwaza for bowing in, bowing out, you know, mm-hmm, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But actual, like, doing Swadiwaza techniques and stuff, I don't other think. Other than Kokiho. You probably did Kokiho, Kokiho, right? yeah. yeah. But, but nothing else. And so is that something that's common in most Aikido schools? So Swadiwaza, so you're there Kokiho or Kokidosa or Kokinage, uh, depending on what school you're from. Um, that's super common. Most, most Aikido schools still finish with that, or a lot of Aikido schools, I guess I should say, still finish with that. But um, other than that, I think a lot of schools have kind of fallen off of, of doing it. Interesting. Hmm. So what's the – do you have any historical – uh, certainly inf- information because i know people are like certainly. oh it comes from the samurai oh blah blah blah. Right, like right. what is the comes from the samurai what's the yeah. historical background that's all real had i thought about it i would have i would have looked up the name so i would know but um essentially um our study of Suwariwaza comes from sokaku Dakeda, who got it from a guy whose name i can't remember right now and i feel really bad about that but um so Suwariwaza was kind of dying out um in japanese martial art lineage at the turn of the century you know like you know, judo doesn't really have it. That's a lie. There is some in judo, but it's really buried in a lot of other stuff. Um, and there are schools that traditionally have it, but not a big deal. So Sakaku Takeda got it from this guy who was um, some really proficient guy. And I can't remember the name of the system. Um, I feel bad on my details here. But um, if you guys want to look at Aikido Journal, I'm sure you can find it pretty quickly. Um, anyways, and so uh, that stuff all got taught to Yoishiba. And Yoishiba taught that his whole life and and from what i can tell taught it a lot a lot because um there's tons of pictures of him doing it mm-hmm. um and working on those techniques and um uh, i had also heard that saito since i said that um when oh since i wasn't at the dojo they were all supposed to only practice suwariwaza techniques they shouldn't practice any other techniques but huh. techniques. what's that all that about? seems horrendous in yeah. a lot of ways yeah no i think i think there's some real, real i mean i suppose probably it. for i i think it's horrendous but then then at the same time like i am from a culture who doesn't spend time in that in in a seated position in right, that way right, right, um right. so of course i think it's weird right, right. but it's it's know. still punishing for the japanese you know like they use it as punishment in school you know and it might be outlawed now but you know like if you know hear how you know you're bad so you gotta sit, sit in the corner, in corner or whatever in japan you have to sit and say you oh, know man. so it's, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. 
even though I, I've sat in Seiza since I started Aikido, which was, you know, I was a kid, it's still not something I do very often. So it's obviously uncomfortable for me and I'm fairly young and I know it's really uncomfortable for, you know, if you have a messed up knees or ankles or whatever, then that's not great either. But is that if you s- sat in that position for your entire life, like physically, is that... You get totally used to it. I mean, like, you is know... Is that bad for you? Like, until I messed up. Uh, well, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't really necessarily think it is bad for you. Americans tend to have an idea it's bad for you, but... Um, I, I think Americans in Japan, also a lot of people sit, sit stupidly. Right. And, so I think that's really the problem. You know, we know that we're killing ourselves in the way that we sit. So, yeah. I mean, you I, know, like, I've sat that way most of my life. And then when I started Aikido, I sat like that a lot most of my life. And I mean, it gives me no problems, yeah. you know, like uh, my legs go to sleep eventually, like everything, but I stretch them out and then they wake back up, you know, and I can meditate like that. I can sit like that for a long time. So you get totally used to it. And I don't think it, my knees, I think are zero worse where for, for yeah. I don't think they're, you yeah. know. Apparently, sword fighting is bad for my knees, but so what he was, <laughs> right. it's perfectly fine for him. Um, so anyway, so that's how Aikido had it. Um, why it exists um, is basically because um, of Japanese uh, systems of etiquette, which are basically like the, the highest ranking person should have the highest head when everyone's uh, sitting somewhere. So that means, you know, if we're having court and there's some high ranking dude in court, um, it's rude to stand up so your head is higher than his head is in the room. So that means uh, if you were a bailiff in a court or something or in some kind of formal situation and um, some dude did some shit and you're the samurai who's there to protect them, then you can't just stand up, you know? And, and I think that's a little bit tongue-in-cheeky. Like, it's a little bit like, you know, like, well, I mean, really, no one's going to be too pissed if you stood up. Right. But if you're I sa- think, saving someone's life or, you know, doing your job, yeah. Right, right. Especially in, like, you know, that uh, turn of the century kind of samurai are the awesome most etiquette filled people ever then something like that was important to them you know like oh we've got to be able to defend our lord and follow etiquette at the same time you know so that's why it exists because the idea is if something happened i would have to handle it while i'm still sitting Mm -hmm. um is it seen as a very like a a mostly then like a formal thing yeah so uh, i think that I think Yoshiba liked it for a couple reasons. Um, I think he liked it because um, he saw it as a, a an homage to the past, mm-hmm. you know, into like real samurai life. I think I think he saw it that way and thought that was cool. I think he saw it as a way to protect his students, and we can get mm-hmm. into that in a second. And, and he was also maybe good at it. He was very good at yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I also he think he really well from. Yeah, and and the reason he moved really well is the other reason I was going to say, which is like uh, it does train you to move in this really kind of organized way. Mm-hmm. Like you know, because we can do, we have so much more autonomy when we're standing that a lot of we get away with doing a lot of bad body mechanics. We do weird shit, yeah. right? And so like if you get used to doing things and says that kind of trains you to keep your hands organized with your body a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I um, it's interesting. So when we were doing. So where I was, uh, um, you know, we essentially just took all the forms and put them into so what you know the so where was, um, and for the most part, the translation was one to one. You know, yeah. it was like how you would do it standing is how, and and there's little minutia that you have to kind of overcome for the sake of being on the ground, but it's kind of a one to one. Translation, it was interesting to see how the techniques, um, how being on the ground, how being low, uh, how, you know, the lower center of gravity, the the, the different sort of um, 
way that your body is set up affected the the efficiency of different techniques and things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, you know, so my teacher required sweaty was so at third Q on, we always had sweaty was on the test. Um, and being able to do uh, Hanmi Handachi half standing, half sitting, and being able to do sweaty and being able to do Jiwaza and sweaty um was all part of part of what we had to do all the time. Um, and then when when I started teaching in the garage, um, and that went on for uh, quite a few years, actually, I, I decided that I wanted to break it up. So the Swariwaza was the Swariwaza distinctly, right? So, for example, what I'm saying is, you know, when the way I learned it from the Iwama lineage is, you know, if I do standing Shomenuchi uh, Ikkyo Motewaza, I should also be able to do seated Shomenuchi Ikkyo Motewaza. Mm-hmm. And the techniques are essentially identical other than learning how to move on your knees. And so once you know how to move on your knees, there really is no difference as to why you would do one form over the other. You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. no advantage. Yeah. And so to me, you know, I broke it down and I have a set of, I think there's 21 of them, um, 21 forms that, that show you different things. Like, what is totally different while you're on the ground than when you're standing? Right. And that was, you know, how many your process went through to get that right so while the i was saying the techniques can be done one for one there also are some specific things that can be done different ways that you can pin draw people out um that that are very specific to yeah to being on the ground yeah so when you said that um that was the only thing that people were allowed to practice when osensei was away Mm um what could you speculate as to some reasons why that is? I think it was to keep the students safe because uh, uh, you can't get into so much shit, right? So, like, right, you're, you're, you're to the ground. exactly yeah. right, and there's no big falls, right? <laughs> and that became really obvious to me when I started doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and realizing like how much safer Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is than stand up grappling, for example. Yeah. You know, like like yeah. doing judo with someone is more dangerous because there's so many more parts that can get stuck in weird, bad ways. Whereas on the ground, it's relatively safe. And so, you know, if I'm not in class, able to watch people like saying, "Hey, only do swati was is a good way to keep everybody kind of safe. You know. That makes and it's sense. it's slower and it's more yeah. more methodical um, in a lot of ways. Let's talk a little bit about then how because you you mentioned uh, jujitsu um, or, or ground grappling and and like I think some people might conflate the two and say mm-hmm. like oh see these this is Aikido's ground game or whatever mm-hmm. um, right they see sitting and they they're like oh ground game yeah we're this is what we do when we're on the ground right. Um, and and I'm not a hundred percent certain that is the case. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not. It, it, the translation of the skills is is just about zero. Even even you know like so when you start Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um, you go knee to knee in the beginning, and that's like a common way to start uh, rolling. Um, it really doesn't offer you much advantage. I, I learned more cool tricks from Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for going knee to knee than I did in all the time I did Aikido, you know. Um, the reason you do uh, Swariwaza stuff is because you're dealing with an arm situation and you don't want to stand up. Right. That's about it. You, you don't know? want to stand right. up. Right, right. Um, if you could stand up, you would stand up. Right, right, right. Yeah, if it didn't break the etiquettes and the kami would smite you with lightning, right. then uh, <laughs> you'd just stand up. <laughs> So what are some of the, the you, you mentioned like 21 techniques that are specifically, um, you know, specific to sitting situations that make that different? Because mm-hmm. the first thing that I think of when I think of sitting techniques is like, oh, well, it's just standing techniques, but but on your knees. Mm-hmm. So uh, could you 
give us a little more detail on what those are? Yeah. There's just lots of things that, where you can take advantage of the fact that people can't move around the same. And so you can kind of pull people and trap people with their legs in ways that you can't do when they're standing. Because when they're standing, they can just take a step. But right. in the Sawadiwaza positions, they can't. So they're kind of locked into a, a, a position differently than they would be standing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that was just all exploited, that kind of stuff. And and also I use it as an opportunity to kind of explore some of the energetic ideas mm-hmm. um, that I have. And, like, not that those are not touched in the stand-up forms, but I, I really wanted to look at them in some different ways, you know. It's interesting. I think if you look at Kokuho, I think that's a, a, a great example of, the, the what he's sort of talking about which is like that ability to like lock into someone and be able to move them um that wouldn't be happening if you're standing right because a hundred percent the minute i lock into you you're just going to move your feet you know what i'm saying yeah and so yeah. so you can actually lock into someone through into the ground easier than you can and their legs are trapped almost so it's in, much right, harder right. for them to resist that stuff Right, um, and that then that sense. would that would go into like you know in in those forms it goes into like well what if they do stand up then what do you do you know and then that sets us into Hamni Handachi stuff um, and Hanmi Handachi just means um, uh, Han means half uh, me means body uh, Han uh, again is half uh, uh, Handachi like is standing so half half sitting half, half standing. standing yeah and there's a lot of uh, like interesting different. You know, the grabs come off a little differently if you're on the ground, what they're trying to right. do, hold, how they're trying to hold you, and how you can feel in and, and use that kind of stuff uh, against them. There's less, I mean, because you're moving less dynamically, there are less, you know, there's no big throw. You know, your your kokunage is, doesn't look like a kokunage. Your, right. Um, your iriminage comes off a little differently, but. It's interesting because in the way that, we think about Aikido, at least at our dojo. Um, movement is so important. Yes. And it, it informs all of the ways that we do the things that we do. And so in that sense, then being kind of trapped on the ground and, you know, for whatever reason, not being able to get up um, makes movement really difficult. Even if you're really good at moving on your knees, you know, I have found it's it's you just can't you can't take a step like you can when you're standing, right? Um, and so there it, it's you're severely limited, and so it seems to me like um, any you know aikido techniques that you would do in swadiwaza would be more like aikido technique practice, but not really like you know even if we found ourselves in a situation where we couldn't stand up, like you wouldn't really be doing the systematic approach of aikido the way that we see it because you can't. Um, move as freely as you would like to right you know what i mean right yeah and also your your goal would your goal would definitely be different which would be uh, get up right i mean yeah you know so like so we practice and so that this is a question i have so like okay we say that it's all these things but why do we practice it because really like what what do we like do we really get enough out of it for and 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 obviously you know, what we're saying is a lot of people don't spend a whole lot of time with it, so maybe it's fine. But do we get – is it something that we should even care about? Like, is it yeah. something that, like – I mean, I think that comes back to how do you want to practice Aikido? What's your practice about? Because to me, if your practice is about um, preserving and prolonging a lineage, 
then sure, you absolutely should because it is part of what Osense did, sure. you know, and part of that stuff. Um, I personally am not super stuck to that stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm not really into the Koryu idea of martial arts. Um, and it, I'm, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. It's just personally not my thing. And so that's why we really have floated away from it. You know, like for me, I feel like <clears throat> when I was doing, as I've done Aikido, I have always like tried to go, what don't I know about? How can I know about that? And so, you know, there's definitely been times where it's like we did a ton of um, jujinages, you know, and, and I hashed out everything about that or anything that I felt I had a weakness in in Aikido, we hashed out. And so we went through years of working right. on Jiwaza yeah. because I wanted to understand right. it. But now I feel like I, I totally understand it and I understand why you'd want to practice it. And that doesn't really fit that well into right. our dojo. And so it's still around. Right. I have a systemized set of 21 techniques. If if someone wanted to do those, I would teach them to them. If someone wants to see them on Patreon, I'll put them on Patreon. Maybe not right now because my knee's still object. But, but, um, but uh, that's totally cool. Right. And if you want to practice, it, I think it's great. But the way that I look at Aikido and what our school's doing, it doesn't really fit in. Right, that there, it's not a the if you're going for cost benefit analysis. Right, exactly. You're not, right, what you're putting into that isn't going to give you as much coming out as something else. Exactly right. Now, uh, that also might be a little different than if all of my students were, say, 20-somethings, 20, 20 mm -hmm. if all of yeah, my yeah, students yeah. 20-somethings, because it would make it more likely that we would practice Swariwaza because their knees are in better shape, right. A, because, you know, I teach a class now, and it's like, man, people get knee injuries over time, right, and right. stuff happens, you know, and you're not used to sitting like that, and so honestly, and just bowing a, in and out. And, and right. some people can't, right? There right. are people who, for whatever reason... When yeah. you have a diverse class of people, you're guaranteed probably to have at least one person, whether, you know, and this is not even counting for age or anything. Right. It's just like people mess up their knees right. a lot. Right. You exactly know? right. It happens. And so if we had a really young group of students who that was okay with, and especially if I was trying to slow them down sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, like <laughs> right. I was like, yeah. fuck, man, these guys keep amping it up and I want them to go through the fucking form right. 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 We'd yeah. probably do more Sawadee Waza. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the way the dojo is right now, it, neither do I see it as a huge benefit. Like Josh was saying, you know, um, um, expenditure to reward yeah, yeah. is is very low. Return on investment. Yeah, return That's on investment is very low. And um, also because of the, the ages in the class, it's generally not, not, not as necessary or as welcome, you yeah. know. Right. Yeah, that's interesting seeing it as like a way to slow people down, right. you know, and that makes sense with what you were saying about why O-sensei would be like, mm, just do this when I'm gone, right. you know, like you young people need to like just get on your knees, you can't move as fast, like you're close to the ground, like yeah. that makes a lot of sense. I think O-sensei, and you know, I, th I think he was probably a pretty empathetic dude. I think he took it personally when students got hurt. I think he felt bad about it because there's several stories, you know, the reason the Awama Boken doesn't have a point on it is supposedly because one of the students got poked and O-sensei said, fine then. And so he cut the fucking points off of all the Boken. Huh. He's like, well, that won't happen again. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so there's many little stories of him saying things about like protecting people and training and those six rules of his Aikido training, making sure people have a joyful, safe practice mm -hmm. is an important part. So like, I think he really took that seriously. And so especially, man, I can imagine myself, you know, you got a dojo full of like 23-year-olds who just, just want to bat shit throw crazy the shit stuff. Out of each other. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you're going to piss the kami off if you don't do Sawariwaza. But. That's the way it is, guys. <laughs> I'll be back in a month. So what he was the only so was Right. And then you're like, whoa, why am I doing this again? <laughs> uh, um, I always, uh, in, I, I always enjoyed it. And it's interesting, I think, um, that it does take a while, and I haven't done it in a while, uh, to, to get used to moving in that fashion. To get used to, but I do think that it really does solidify a lot of things uh 
when you go back to your feet if, yeah. if you yeah. are open to it, you know. To me, if you're trying to get good body organization stuff, the number one thing is Joe practice. I really think Joe practice is the best thing for body organization. And then after that would be Swati yeah. Waza. I think those two things combined really teach you a lot about keeping your body in one piece. Yeah. I think I, I'm feeling the same way that jo- you know Josh just said about it. It seems like a, a fun way to like, oh, let's put myself in a slightly different kind of position and force me to make sure that my body is where it needs to be. Right. You know? There's there's lots of times, you know, and you don't realize this because you do it so automatically, lots of times where taking a step is the best thing to do to keep your body organized. But we don't. We just kind of lean over mm-hmm. to the side. Mm-hmm. And it's what it was like. Or turn. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And it's what it was. You can't do that shit. You, you're limited. And so because you're limited, you learn to take steps when you should. And that does translate. I've seen it translate directly from, you know, needing to take a Swati was a step to once the student starts standing, they actually take an actual step right. there, you know. Yeah, it's. Um, I think Swadiwaza Koku Ho really is very enlightening, and when you do it with someone who's new, you can really see the way that they want to reach out real far, right, or right. you know, um, well, and you get can, outside of their base. Right. You know, you can see why that technique specifically would be would be used and would be taught and would be you know because it does really. Um, there's so much packed into that thing. Yeah, it's a great little technique, both about body movement, but also about you know the the connection between both you know being able to feel and uh, completely into the other person and and your movements what it's nice about it in Tsuari was and especially that technique the movements are literally tied you know um my movement is moving you if it's done correctly right um so it's not like I'm forcing anything to happen it's we're moving as a as a piece right, together right. um and i think you can get that in that technique more than in a lot of other techniques you know i also really think and i, I like to use this a lot you know like especially when you have new people i'll almost always end class with what it was or with because it, it's so good for this um it, it also explains what the the context is, right? So, you know, if I use the like, oh, we're in court and I'm a samurai and I have to defend someone and someone attacks and I draw a weapon to use it and they grab my hand, right? You can immediately see like, oh, okay, that's why you'd grab a wrist because someone's got a weapon in their hand. And then I say, then I switch it to the other hand right. and then they grab the other hand. And then I explain to them, if their arms were soft here, I would stab them with the knife. So they lock their arms out to keep me from stabbing them with the knife. And then I use the force of them locking their arms out to take them down. And so you see all the points of like Aikido practice are kind of reiterated in that tiny microcosm. Right. Yes. You know? Yeah. I think um, this is something. It's a great. Is that hot take? Is that <laughs> the greatest Aikido form? Kokuho? Is, is Suwarawaza Kokuho? The uh, best or the greatest, however you want to say it, Aikido form. I, we don't have to answer that now. Maybe it's something we come back to. <laughs> that was <but>. awesome. <laughs> it, like, it could um, be. Don't, no, don't, um, don't answer now. I mean, no, maybe no, you no, want to answer no, now. I'm I don't just going to say, I, I don't think I would say that. <laughs> but I would say if you set assemble a top, a top five most educational, like you could glean the most out of. Right. I would say that would be in my well, that's five. and that's what I'm saying. Like you know, is it? Yeah. Does it? it it's action packed. I, I really <laughs> think um, uh, Saito Sensei had it very, very correct with Murotadori Kokunage, Tatedori Tainohinko Sotomori, and Suariwaza Ryotadori Kokuno. There's so much packed into those three techniques yeah. that like beginning and ending class with those is good. Yeah. And and when I've been more rigid about getting through forms, that's the way I always right. start and end class with those techniques. Yeah. 
That's awesome. It is good, and I did that for a, a while too, where that those would be yeah years. Um, and I, and it is good, and I mean I think it puts people in the right mindset, and then it also hits on a lot of the stuff that we're we're moving through. Maybe I'm being Captain Obvious here, but I feel like there's a lot of different practices in Aikido where like. I don't know how to say this, but the thing that you're doing is like you're pointing to a particular aspect about that and that's what you're working. So like, for example, this doesn't make any sense, but I'm going to try and make it make sense. Okay. Um, like when we're doing weapons, so like weapons, when you practice them, it's all the same stuff. You're working on body mechanics, you're working on timing, you're working on distance, all that stuff. It's all the same. Um, but with a weapon, everything feels so much more um, uh, sharp and in your face and um, a little bit like, oh shit, there's a weapon. There's a like a, a heightened sense of panic as there should be because there's a weapon in your hand. But like that like kind of self-explanatoriness of it like f- forces you to focus on particular aspects, I feel like, of all these things that are all within all Aikido practice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like... Um, uh was is kind of the same way mm-hmm. you know because you're on your knees it's like okay let's kind of take some of the extra distancing or the extra you know movement out of it and really just look at like um you know balance and um just like these these smaller parts of these techniques and stuff like that you know what i mean it's like a little bit of like you said like a microcosm mm-hmm. you know and it's like that maybe is the value of it is going like in some ways, yeah, it's not as good as just doing Aikido techniques, standing up, the whole the whole shebang, live training, whatever. But like in some ways, sometimes you need to take like a smaller chunk out of it or like to have your attention really diverted to specific stuff so that you, you know, can really see like, hey, this is how balance works. And for people maybe that are not, like you said, like new people that aren't, you know, can't organize their bodies very well or don't know when to take a step or, you know, how to really reach into someone and feel where their balance is like that's like what you got to do is like focus on that tiny little thing you know right that makes it seem much more meaningful to me than just like going ah swatty was it whatever you know yeah because i think you know it's easy to write off right that i think that's in and coming into this one of the things was like you know i think it would be easy enough to just be like ah it's dumb we don't really need it Mm -hmm. right you know because we don't really need it i mean because it's not essential no it's not essential because we don't do like because none of us in our culture we don't sit that way we we don't follow those rules of etiquette we don't and so uh so as a thing like we don't need it but then at the same time like i'm never gonna try to beat someone up with a bokken either so right right we also don't need that you know Right. right to me you know like uh the core idea of aikido is basically in those tenets you know that like the idea is to resolve things as peacefully as possible um to uh use the attack against them right to not create an attack of my own but to use someone else's desire to attack against them if they wanted to harm me um all those things like that's the core of aikido and then all the other little subsystems are in there to kind of teach us about something else and make us think about how that ties into Aikido, right? Mm-hmm. So when you look at the Boken syllabus, you know, like I say, presented by Saito Sensei or something, it's like, it's it's a dueling-ish 
system, right? It's mm-hmm. not. It looks like dueling. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not what Aikido does. Mm-hmm. But when we practice it as one, it becomes Aikibokin because, or Aikiken, because um, the idea is that we apply the principles of Aiki even in that, right? And and those principles of Aiki, I don't just mean like the timing and, and, and harmonizing. I mean like the idea of why I would be using a sword in the mm-hmm. first place, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so to me, the Swariwa is the same thing. And, and you know, I think, you know, and, and I write this out in our, our thing, although I, I really don't teach it much but but like you know also i think the jujitsu is another thing you know and so i think people conflate the jujitsu like japanese style jujitsu with with what aikido is and it's like well you could do that um but you would still be doing that jujitsu in an aiki way mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and so like that's that's like the difference like we can look at other things and then start to question ourselves about well how does that fit in with aikido like what what are the what would aikido say about this mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. Right, and so it's like it's a worthwhile endeavor, even though in some ways it's we're stepping away from the system of Aikido in a sense. We're also not because we're learning about Aiki through this particular sure, medium. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, in lots of ways, you know, and, and it, this is a little silly what I'm going to say, but but it's true. Um, when I studied mixed martial arts, I was thinking about Aikido in the context mm-hmm. of mixed martial arts. When I was studying Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I thought about Aikido in the context of that. And, and, and part of that illustrates to you that Aikido can't be the be-all, end-all. There are times when Aikido, those ideas, won't work out for you sure, because right, the situation right. doesn't allow for them to work out for you. And you would need this other system, right? And then, there are, then that also makes you look at the news thing you're studying and say, well, do I always need to use this system or should I try and handle it in an Nike way before it even gets here? Right. You know, like, right, right. Yeah. Makes you think about everything and through those, through those filters. Right. And so having Aikido, or Aikido on the mind, on the brain, when you were doing those other things, it's not that you were saying, well, how can I apply Aikido in this? Or at least at some well, point. Well, it was at, at one point because I was dumb. <laughs> right. At some but. point you had the realization that you couldn't. And then the answer was, oh, well, I, Aikido doesn't handle this situation right i right. wouldn't use it here but right. maybe i could use it before you know right. what i mean like it, right. sometimes the answer is oh no it's not for this right exactly right and <laughs> i think that's a great thing to come to like that's a great right. realization to have yeah um is so in where would you put sawari waza in sort of the the ranking uh of things and i mean we kind of explained where it was for us but um, I mean, do you feel like it's done enough? It's not done enough. It's not understood well enough. That I mean, or or where does it kind of? So I mean, I think a, a lot of what Aikido is now is 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 beyond Japan. Um, uh, and and I don't mean to say that I I think. Aikido should always be tied to Japanese history because it is. And I, I think denying that silly, like, I don't think there should ever be, uh, and I, I've actually, I've thought about this many times, but there really shouldn't be an American Aikido like there is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Right, right, you right, know what right, I'm right, saying? Right, like, yeah. um, and, and it's because it's like, it, it, just those ideas are all tied to this culture and this place and this time and this, so, so it's like that, it, that is a part of, of Aikido. So, um, uh. In essence, it should always it should always be kind of in the system, but depending on what people want to get out of it, it's not really that practical. So, should it be practiced more today? Well, I think most students should have at least a rudimentary understanding of what it is, but it doesn't really as it, as it goes out from Japan, people don't sit like that. People don't do right. stuff like that. That culture beyond like even in Japan, like that culture is gone now. You right. know, like. People in Japan don't go to court and sit in Seiza and, and some guys got to have their head higher than everyone else, you know, like that, that time's gone. So, so it's like, while it isn't important to understand, well, why it's in there, you don't need to practice it every day unless that's what you want right. to do, you know? So if, it, if we lost it, 
It's not going to be the uh, it it wouldn't fundamentally change the way that we approach or look at approach the system. It should probably be preserved in Suwariwazuru Theodore Kokyoho, no matter what. Like I would say that that's kind of core Aikido, but other than that, it's it is what it is, you know. Are there any uh, so Kokyoho, um, any other techniques that you think work really uh, like understand you, you can understand it better from Suwariwaza than from, from standing? I mean, was, would there be anything else that you would teach in Suwariwaza to go like, yes, look at this particular? Yeah, yeah, for Suwariwaza. But, but for general things in the world, no. Because like, like I said, you know, when I put together the Suwariwaza techniques, those were all about like, what are the advantages and disadvantages of being, of being in this on the, position? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there are, sure, there are certainly things that like, you know, if you were in that position, here are the advantages and disadvantages of that. But as far as standing goes, no. And, right. and you know, to me, even the Suwariwaza Kokyuho, um, there are ways you could get that um, doing other practices. It is nice and convenient the way it's set up. And it's kind of a cool formal way to end class, which is kind of nice. Um, and it pays homage, you know, like, so now I'm, I'm starting to add the things right, that I yeah, think are valuable sure, about sure, it. But sure. but it's not necessarily because there's something in Suwariwazuri or Therakokyoho that can't get in other right, 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 other practices, right. you know. What about um, Suwariwazuri or just, sorry, Suwariwaza techniques um, for people that maybe can't stand for very long or people that are like in wheelchairs or you know what i mean people that are seated is their more natural position yeah you well know? i mean is so, that so depending a, a on use for that yeah i mean depending on uh, the the situation with your legs like so you know if you're in a wheelchair it seems like oh you know you would have to divine uh, another system around the wheelchair so so what i'm right. saying is because the way we use our body, we still use our legs in in Suwariwaza. and right. so like if your yeah. legs don't work, then the Suwariwaza is not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Now those techniques are probably closer akin to what you would do in a wheelchair, but because your hand would have to go down to the wheelchair, and there's advantages and disadvantages of the wheels, you know, like a whole other system yeah. would need to be created based on that. Like right. so, so there's not enough. I don't think enough crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these definitely aren't. And I think I've heard this before. <laughs> I've heard people like question it, like. What would you do if you were sitting in a chair and blah blah blah? You know, it's different. It's a totally different situation. You have more of your legs. Uh, you have more access to your legs in a chair right. than you do in Sawadiwaza, right? Like, yeah. I, I I don't think until you've been in both those positions, you can quite appreciate how different that is. But it's it's yeah. different, you know. So if you want chair techniques, well, then invent fucking chair Just techniques. Chair. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so and, yeah, and there yeah, are schools sure. I've seen them. You know, you, you can <laughs> yeah. you can see that stuff. The world's dynamic, though, and so really you don't stay in those positions very long, and that's kind of why I opened up by saying I think that was a little tongue-in-cheeky. It, mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think the samurai, who may be the ones who hadn't seen so much shit, you know, like, meaning they're a samurai of that class, and they have been trained in those ways, but they never fought in a war, they were never a bailiff in court, right. they were never, you know, I think they think about that, and they're like, yes, I as the perfect samurai would, you know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. I think those right. are the thought, and so that's why they needed those things, but... But the practicality of those things is probably limited because if the shit really hit the fan and you didn't neutralize them like that, then you're going to be standing up. You're both going to stand up. Someone's going to kill me. I'm going to stand up, right? The guy who I'm protecting would also like me to stand the fuck up, right? right? Even if my head goes above his, he's like, thank you for standing up and saving my life. That was good. And hopefully he stands up to get the fuck out of there. Right, right. Right. So so like that kind of stuff, like that kind of crossover, it's just – it's different, you know, like – 
it, it doesn't really cross over in the ways that maybe we would hope it does, yeah. you know. Right. Um, and as far as other stuff goes, like for ground stuff, learn Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's way right, better right, for ground right. stuff, you know, like yeah. way better. Yeah, so it definitely, and I think that's something that's worth pointing out, that it's not like a, it's, while the techniques can be directly translated, it's not a direct, it's also not a direct translation. Like it's not, it is not the um, ideas that you are going to be setting into place if you were on the ground right. yes. in that yes. position, yes. right? So it's- you have to just see it as like, it's a thing that I'm studying for these purposes right. yes. and not a thing that I'm studying for the purpose of it, of the, of doing something in this situation. Right. I right. was, I was going to say like, well, in a way it's more, you know, cause, cause you can't move around on the ground as well. And so you're limited in movement. So it's more of grappling. It's not grappling though, because it's, it's, not. it's, no, it's, it's not Aikido grappling. techniques on the ground, which is super different from, ground grappling techniques right and yes. those are separate and the, and the truth is you know it's not uh, what you would do again what you would do is get up right and right. if you could not get up then you're doing ground grappling which right. is jujitsu which you know right. so so this th- this thing it's manufactured it's man yeah. right right and that's why you know i say that you know aikido's ground game all the all the game it has is just in the pins because the pins are separate from that although the pins are done in a seated position the same way they're done because the other guy's on the ground too so mm-hmm. we're holding them down there right, that's right. why we're doing that and it's done in a way that i can get up really fast whereas i can't in other situations you know so so to me like if you want to say what ground techniques as Aikido has it only has the pins and anything else is not really a ground technique it's a choice you know and that's a choice too but it's a choice that involves the ground you know do you feel like uh Hamni Handachi is uh something that's important like I think people always think oh well if I'm on the ground and then he's standing and he comes in and I do like um because I feel it's a lot the same way as the Suwariwaza techniques where it's like it's a thing outside of Again, it's not what you're going to be yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, if if either a, I'm I'm in a convenience store and there's six thugs in there with guns, and I decide to try and get them to come after me, and so I I get on my knees and say, "Come for me." That's a Steven Seagal. Movie. Yeah, yeah. I was but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that that's a good choice. Or if I'm meditating upon a mountaintop and happen to get attacked by a ninja, right. then then those situations I need to know how many Hondachi. Um, it's not true because what, and, and this was always a big part of, you know, when, when we were doing it a lot, I made sure everyone could move really well on their knees and that moving really well on your knees means you can transition to standing like lightning, which is what you should be able to do. And that's really important to be able to do from all of our pins because we pin in that way and pinning in that way is actually really clever for lots of reasons, but only if you can get up fast, super mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. And so so to me, the, the most important part of Omni Hondachi training is if someone grabbed you and you were in that position, how do you stand up right. really fast? Can like, you can you break free? Right. Can you right. do the uh, the stages, you know, can you uh, use Taino Hanko suppression right. and whatever to get back to distance. Right, yeah. right. Which is what we want to be doing in Aikido all the time, you know. So really the the, the best or the most uh, self defense practical or whatever you want to say for um seated stuff is the ability to get up and down Stand yes up. absolutely <laughs> yeah and I, I, I think that's even true for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know? Like, right, yeah. uh, why do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu if you could just stand the fuck up? Right. Like, because then you can run, you can hide, you right. can climb stuff, and you can shoot people, you can do all kinds of stuff. Right. Not so everything is about standing up or getting to a getting position to where you can right. stand up. Yes, right. yes, yes. It's interesting because I feel like 
Um, and I don't know. Maybe I, I'm going to say this without having a lot of experience, but that's something that doesn't get talked about or shown a whole lot for anywhere that I know of. It's like techniques to get, like, how do you get, how can you get back up properly? Mm-hmm. You know, there's some stuff, uh, uh, mixed martial arts does some of that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, I, I have seen some, stuff. yeah, I mean, there's some stuff, but, but you know, I don't know. I, it really is pretty simple. How do you get your feet under you and, and push up, right. you know, like that really is, that's it, you know? And, and sweaty was is great for that. You know, like when we do, we do all these like slow up and slow down exercise where you like, you go through the progression of what it is to go into Seiza and what it is to stand back up from Seiza and you do it real slow. So it builds all those muscles and then we'll do explosive ones where we pop up as fast as we can. So really that's the core of it. How do you get your foot under you so you can stand back right. up? Right. It's funny though, for like you said for like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and other stuff like that, like I've definitely seen self-defense stuff where it's like, you know, here's how you get, Put you know, stand up out of a right. ground grappling situation. So it's definitely a thing people do teach. But like you said, I feel like, like the difficulty is getting to a position where you can stand up from. Yeah. And then most people probably can intuit roughly how to get their feet under them. You right. know, if you have right. any sense about you, you can probably figure out how to get your feet under you and stand the fuck up. Right. Um, but the difficulty in my mind of that whole situation is um, remembering to stay, remembering that you can stand right. up. You know, right. it's in your head, not your, your feet or your hips or whatever, you know, the, right. the realization that, oh shit, I don't need to keep fighting with this guy or trying to punch him or whatever, freak out. Like I can just, I can, I can, I can stand up. Feet I can put my me. feet under me and like yeah. potentially make some distance, like, right. Right. which is a hard, hard thing to switch your mind to. Yeah. But that's something else. Yeah. What, um, is there, what's the relation you think? So, man, I'm trying to, so I feel like Sawari Waza, there's a lot of like moving on the ground and a lot of it, like I practice it a lot in in combination with um, with the ikemi forward roll, backward roll, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you know side break balls and all that. That's sort of how I practice it in a like how people would practice their footwork. Mm-hmm. I practice. Do you feel like there's, there's some sort of tie there for for that people could get into if they were so inclined? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's it's that organizing your body kind of stuff, you know? It's the same uh, same stuff we were saying before. I mean, yeah, how do you organize your upper body and your lower body? And Swatiwaza makes it a lot easier because you have fewer lower body parts to move, yeah. you know? In some ways, yeah, it is really. But again, like, you know, I don't know how, mu- how, how much time people spend. And, you know, the truth about it is you don't have to spend a whole, a whole heck of a lot, of, you know? I mean... We did fairly uh, intense, you know, for a couple years, um, but I think that's what you—that's all you, you know. Yeah, like it's not yeah. something you have to do every day. You Man, know? here's like, the truth of all martial arts you know, training, uh, and, and people don't want to hear this, but you really don't need more than a couple years of any of it. You know, like uh, like if, if it's practice, yeah, 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 if, yeah, yeah. if you're looking at what do I get out of it. After a couple of years, you've probably got everything the system's teaching you. And then after that's like perfection of that. And so I know that in in most martial artists' heads is, oh, but getting to that perfection level is what I really want. But it's like, no, the gross skills that it teaches you in the first couple of years are the pragmatic right, transition right, right, stuff, right, you know, right. like – um, and then after that's refinement. And right. so if there are things you want to refine, that's cool. You know, so like to me, like in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, once you get a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you don't 
need anymore for regular people ever. Like right. for self-defense, you've got all the stuff you need. And so anymore is just like training for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competitions, which there's nothing wrong with that, but that's that's its own thing. And so definitely with Sawadiwaza, you know, if you did an intense year of Sawadiwaza, you've got all your Sawadiwaza right. training, you know, like. So you could do, uh, yeah, I mean, you could do, if if there was a, a, a half hour class every hour for, you know, you would get it and be done yeah. with it and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I don't. I, I just don't know what you're getting at. I mean, you know, like it's like it's good for Sawadee was. Yeah. And so, like, if you're doing some weird time traveling, you know, if you're doing well, some time traveling. Well, and it's funny because or... you know what you said. It was like I think a lot of the reason that we even hit it as hard as we did was because you had a uh, drive to figure out every every aspect of the system a hundred percent. So you had to do it so that. There wasn't any rock left on uh, turned over, right? right? Um, do you, but yeah. So you, if someone else wants to do that, if someone's right. like, "Man, I really want but, to understand Aikido," yeah. but you probably wouldn't have done that otherwise. Yeah, right. We wouldn't have spent so much time at it if a you didn't you weren't doing it for that personal reason of like I need to understand this so I can figure out where it fits with everything. I think if I could travel back in time and talk to me. I could convince myself pretty easily not to spend any time doing Swati Waza. I think I think it would probably take about two hours, and I'd be like, "All right, let me let me let me tell you this. Here's what's going on with it. Here's the study. But guide. you had that's to, all you right. need. But you had to get through it. Sure, absolutely. Know? And I, I do think there are there are good things that that sure. come out of it. But yeah, like any I mean, practice it's not, though, right, you know. Right, so it's right, like right, right. it's like tea ceremony. You know, like no one looks at tea ceremony as a practical thing. Now, out of it, you get lots of good stuff, right? Yeah, like you learn patience and and the ability to pay attention to stuff intensely and and to be focused and have zanshin and kokyu and all this awesome stuff. But like people don't study it to get those things. They study because they want to do tea practice. Right, right, right. Make, learn, and so if you want to make tea, you want to sit on your knees and do karate, do it. I do it because I watched. Avatar and uh, Uncle Iroh. No, that. I'm sure there are some people who probably do that. Um, well, is there anything else about Sawariwaza that you looked at me? Were you looking at me? No. Well, she was mad because okay. my, my ring hit the counter. I thought, uh, he was literally spinning it on the table. Well, um, this, this is, is a professional this is podcast. Where, this is where we've come in the podcast. I have a so. disability. What? <laughs> <laughs> my attention's broken. Yeah. That's a thing. You should know, millennial. <laughs> Isn't that? Didn't millennials like come up with that? ADHD having, having, or whatnot? Having a disability? I don't think we can. ADHD, up with that. a dis a a uh, attention disability. Everyone was able. I have a deficit. I have a deficit. Everyone was able to pay attention perfectly before millennials came around, started pointing stuff out. Oh man. All right. I don't know what to tell you. So anything you're a, else you're a about ass man? I don't know what to tell you. Anything else about uh, Sawara? I hope that answered the question for um, that was being asked. And, yeah, I, mean, I think so. I think it, we got um, a deep dive on that one. It's I enjoy it. Yes, that's I why think, you do the podcast no, <laughs> every week. No, I mean I enjoy Sawariwas. I think it's really oh, yeah. cool, and I really I I do. I do. I remember it being sort of a slog a lot of times for everyone because it's like, yeah, you're gonna spend half an hour, and if you're not used to it, it's it, hard. your hips and your, you know, oh, like yeah. everything just sort of everything it, falls it, it takes a while to get 
to get um, the ha- into into it, you know. Yeah. Um, also, I'll give a pro tip out there. If you if you have an Aikido dojo and you want to teach Sawadiwaza, I mean, the, the final format I used, in, and this is the format I like the best, is uh, I would only teach half-hour class. Um, while I was demonstrating, I told all my students to stand, yeah, stand up, up and right, shake right, their legs right, out right, right, because, right. man, you know, we're used to sitting and says uh, in between. And so if you're sitting and says in between and then you're doing the Swadiwaza techniques, your legs just get shot. Yeah. And so like, you know, and, and we can all go like, oh, they should toughen up. But the truth is people don't sit like that right, a lot. Right. So they're just they're not going to get through class. Right. And, and why, and, why should and they toughen up? Right. Toughen up yeah. some other way. Absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. If I was going to pick a way to toughen up, being able to sit and says it for long periods wouldn't be my my choice yeah <laughs> that's down the list yeah learn to run running's better yeah <laughs> all right let's um go ahead and thank our patrons yes. sure all right uh thank you so much to our patrons it, you guys make it possible for us to keep doing this podcast almost for three years now yeah so that's pretty amazing um so thank you so much to jeremy felix otto nick bullman brad v yarrow crazy for spiders madrona <laughs> The Hatchet Man, Brooke Ferragamo, Ben Bear Wrestler Aldrich, Tommy Siv, Francis Cordone, Scott, Bur- Scott Burns, Dave Dewberry, Sension Center, Barrett Lippy, Sam Sulian, Michael Heed, Ocon Ayrton, Marcin Chiss, Randy Stewart, Thomas Polino, Hilary Jones, Constantinos Andrew, Franz Martinson, Yuli Simgu, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Aceto, Matt Mumford, Jim Gallant, Matt Riley, Jim Sullivan, Grant Templin, and Lenny Acuna. Man, thanks, All guys. Right. Yeah. And as always, um, reach out to us if you have a question that yeah. you'd like answered um, or um, if you want to talk to us or tell us that we are great. Yeah. Or <laughs> I don't know what I was Or if you have, no, I mean, if you have something also, I mean, if you have something that you think is uh, worthwhile that, that either that you're doing or, or that you have seen that you think it would be worth us telling to other people, pass that along as well, you know. So if you have something that... Um, you want to plug I mean obviously we'll vet it a little bit but um, <laughs> we just blind read the, the yeah. emails uh, you know send that to us as well because a lot of times I know that I, I am sure that you all have cool stuff that you're doing um, that you know we might want to pass yeah, along so. that'd be awesome yeah um, yeah tip of the like week like and subscribe and all that good stuff oh yeah if, all you're, stuff. if you're new to the podcast um, tip, tip of, of the, the week. week. Uh, well, Chris already gave one earlier, which I thought was really good, which is if you're going to teach uh, oh, classes, yeah. then do them half hour. Let your students stand during the during the breaks. Um, any other tips? No, I mean, um, no, I think, you know, try. So if you haven't done Sawari Waza. Um, See what you can get out of it. Yeah. I mean, try it. Uh, there's definitely some oh, videos definitely cool and things that you can see sure. that you can find. Um, to get some ideas of, of what you might even want to do to start. but um. I really, honestly, I, I'm thinking about it right now, like when, when my knee gets 100%. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll record them all because I would like to have all the techniques yeah, we went through I would just be really for cool. posterity if yeah. nothing else. But. I, have, in fact, have had forgotten that there were, you know, like that we really had these very specific things that we played out. And there was some really cool stuff. Uh, little, What I think people will love is that uh, a lot of them have a l- little tricks in them right. that you don't see anyplace else. And people love that stuff. So they'd be like, ooh, look ooh, at this tricks. new thing that I yeah. found. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? we, we love tricks. We love and I little tricks. Oh, yeah. so, um, <laughs> it, it, like stuff that I think would be really cool for people. So Yeah, and um, um, try if you are in a dojo that doesn't do Swadiwaza, Ryotid, or Kokiho. Um, if you don't, 
or if you don't know what that looks like, I'm sure you can look it up. I'm sure there's a million videos on YouTube of that. Oh, yeah. Um, do you have a video of it, Chris? Uh, I think a couple, yeah. I have a whole, there's a, on, we have everything on. That, <laughs> we have. 2007. They have everything. But, Go just. But all the Sawati Waza movement exercises are, are definitely on, yeah, on there. I think, so, I think yeah. there's a Sawati Waza Rio Thirty Kokiho. If not, I, I do one if someone wants to see it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, look that up if you're interested. And, um. I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. Oh, yeah. we will talk to you next week. Oh, oh, oh we will. Oh, hey, next week's our three-year anniversary. Whoa. This is 155, I'm pretty sure. Oh, three, three years. years. Yeah. Man, that's I a long know. time. We'll sing happy if birthday you, to if you we'll, are... we'll reveal the dance we've been working on. Yeah. What dance? The, the dance we've been practicing the every dance. week. Uh. How, do you, how, do you, um, how do you convey a dance over an audio medium well we'll do it and we'll they'll, they'll it. hear our you'll, steps you'll they'll know it. here's the thing <laughs> so like if a, you if like you a are a listener slaps on the if ground. you are a listener who um ha- remembers like if you've been listening since the first week like that first that very first episode like somehow you found I don't think us. anybody's been hold listening. on <laughs> if you've found us in that first week and somehow managed to come back for the second week, even though the sound was crappy in the third week, whatever. Send us a letter because I am would be I would love to hear from someone who even and maybe if you didn't start at that, but if you've listened to all hundred and whatever episodes, haven't missed one, send us a send us a note because I would love to at least I'd give you a pause and whatever. Yeah. yeah. Get a get a thumbs up and I'll I mean there may not be anyone and that's fine too. <laughs> I'll be a little hurt, probably, but we—I know that we definitely since we started just having lie. a patron account, we've had people at yeah, least yeah, been yeah, our yeah. patrons like, for yeah, yeah. you know Jim for as long as yeah, Jim exactly, Sullivan, yeah, Lenny yeah. Kuna, all those people, yeah, Lenny Kuna, yeah. yeah, yeah, those guys for a long time now. Yeah. So, so send us a note, and maybe we'll we'll read it on the next. We'll do like a. Oh, That'd be sweet. Yeah. I like that. Or not. Whatever. Don't Up don't plan you. on it because we forget about this shit <laughs> next week. And it'll, it'll be, I mean, it'll be <laughs> Sunday at like 11 and be like, what are we going to do? It'll be great because we'll get through the whole thing and then be like, oh, shit. oh, we need to. <laughs> but to be fair, to, to be fair, if they do send us, we do read all the messages. So if someone sends us a message, it'll be. Well, we we will be more likely to be like, oh, someone send us a message, remember? So True. Yeah. True. All right. Anyway, that being said, <laughs> till next week. All right. See you next Bye. week. Talk to you next week. <laughs>